Tune in as James Cruz brings you managed money. Listen to James offer up his insights on investor behaviour, wealth management and strategies on how to retire right. Hi and welcome to this week's episode, episode 7 of Managed Money. Hi, this is James Cruz from Evolution Financial Planning bring you uh, the next episode in um, our discussion in what's your idea of retirement? Uh, I guess leaning on uh, what we've already produced as part of managed money, uh, uh, the idea or the thought of retirement means so many different things to so many different people. So I guess I wanted to bring some context around what retirement may mean for us as financial service professionals and why we focus on assisting, I guess, our clients, uh, building enough capital to fund a retirement whereby they never have to worry about money ever again. It's probably worthwhile looking at the different concepts that are out there in regards to it and then I guess highlighting how we view retirement and that's probably based on I guess the 25 years of experience looking at those clients who we've worked with and understanding uh the way that they've built uh, their capital, but more importantly, the actions and activities that they undertake. And I guess uh, that allows us to lead in, I guess, what a traditional, I guess in the past, what a traditional retirement may have looked like. And I guess it's based on on time and periods back in the 60s, early 70s. Uh, the traditional retirement plan was to retire at age 65. Uh, you generally started work in your early 20s, at least in your early 20s if you uh, were university qualified. You worked for that 40, 45-year period. Over that period, you built up your uh, family, your, your family grew, uh, and hopefully along that way, you were paying off loans for your family, um, for, the, for the house, um, and you Probably at that stage, there was no superannuation. There was no, unless you were a government employee, there was no uh, superannuation plan like we have today. So most of the time, most people only uh, put enough away to uh, save to pay off their home loan because the reality was back in the, the 60s and early 70s, you had a life expectancy of age 72. Now, that sounds horrendous uh, in, in today's, I guess, uh, lifestyle, but you really didn't have to have a retirement plan. All you had to do was draw down any money that you'd saved, which might have been sitting in a bank account. Um, you may have had shares. Uh, you may have had an investment property, but the reality was you only had to make your money last for seven, uh, for seven odd years, which wasn't a difficult thing to do. The reality is life expectancy has now uh, risen uh, with the advent of uh, changes in medicine and uh, pharmaceuticals. We are all living longer whether we like it or not. And the average life expectancy has now risen from seven uh, years to 25 years. So there has been a real change and a real, uh, I guess, paradigm shift from the traditional form of retirement that our uh, grandparents in particular would have uh, would have taken on when they retired from the workforce. Um, I want to compare that, 
against uh, the new um, movement that has taken place. It's a recent uh, movement which relates to FIRE, F-I-R-E, which is uh, an extreme saving uh, for financial resources. FIRE the, the, uh, stands for Financially Independent and Retire Early. So it's always good when you come up with a vernacular that suits what you want to do. The FIRE movement is all about starting work as soon as you can, putting as much money as way, uh, and it's extreme. Like We're talking like 50%, 70% savings of your after-tax dollars. Uh, I guess from my point of view, I find um, it, it's great to look at. I, I personally look at it myself with a family, and I would find this totally... Uh, it wouldn't work um, when building a family. These are people generally who um, are looking to manage their own and their their own finances, and they definitely don't have families, or it's unlikely that they have a family that they need to um, finance over a, a particular period. So we've got different extremes where we're making money last um, for a short period, which is traditional retirement. And then we, we now compare that against the extreme uh, fire movement, which is trying to get people to be financially independent at, say, age 30, and then they can draw down on their money for the rest of their life uh, and do all the things that they want to do. They, they still want to contribute. Um, they want to provide meaning and purpose to their lives. So while I think it's an admirable uh, movement, uh, I don't think it's certainly for myself and, you know, have a think about it for yourself, whether it would work in your family situation. So I guess bring it now to the managed money retirement, the way that we see the retirement. Um, consider, I guess, your, your, your total life in blocks of 30-year timeframes. What we're seeing is that um, certainly children, the first 30 years, or at least up to schooling life, university, uh, and we're seeing that people are actually starting their careers later. They're also starting their careers, uh, sorry, their, their families later as well. I know that my mum was 20 when she had me, but when we had our first daughter, my wife was 28 um, when we had our first child. And that's, I guess, that, that happens a lot um, with the different generational changes. We've seen that happen. And what we're seeing is that first 30 years is really just, you know, your learning, um, your fun periods, your travel um, in, in your early years. And, you know, that's the, the great time uh, to, to be young and carefree. And it pro probably is that carefree period, which leads up to 30, whereby you're starting your family generally, and you're really starting um, on your careers, and you're looking at your industry and, and your financial responsibilities. So the next 30-year block, which is from age 30 to 60, that's where you're working. That's where you're looking to create the greatest value for your employers, for yourself if you're in business, and building up uh, your financial assets from a foundation. You've pro probably borrowed a lot of money for your house at this stage. You've got uh, obligations like insurances uh, to, to cover the foundations of that. You already have your nine and a half percent superannuation, so all the all the foundations are in place for you to build and grow your capital. In those early stages of that middle block, you, you probably focus on paying your debts off as much as possible. 
And there's that's just a, a, a clear way of building up equity and making sure that your family has, a, a, I guess, a roof over their house and also being able to build some financial security with all your different insurance policies. As you're getting closer to, to 50 and 60, you're probably looking at the opportunities of building that retirement. So at this stage, you've probably paid off your home loan. Um, the kids may or may not be still a drain on your finances, but you've able to look at different strategies like salary sacrifice and superannuation contributions with a view to accumulating and building up that capital for your eventual retirement down the track. It's also at the, at the end of this stage where we see inheritances. Uh, the inheritances today, which is the, the transfer of assets between uh, the baby boomers um, to Generation X, are significant. Even if the only asset that uh, an inheritance has received is the value of a home, we're still looking at you know multiples of hundred thousands of dollars uh, coming through, which make a significant difference in regards to paying off debt and potentially making lump sum contributions to super to build up those assets. So that's the progress that we're seeing. Um, a lot of the business clients that we deal with, they're pushing through to, to early 60s to 65. Um, in the current legislative environment today, age 65 is such an important uh, birth date because it's up to this age that we're able to really maximise and uh, make the, the, the biggest contributions to superannuation. Based on legislation as at uh, end of May 2019, a couple under the age of 65 can put up to $600,000 into superannuation uh, as non-concessional contributions, which is part of a three-year bring forward strategy. Uh, hopefully, a lot of financial planners understand that. Uh, so if there is an inheritance, if there is a sale of asset, this is a great way that you're able to maximise and build up uh, the value of money in superannuation. The benefit of that, of course, is once you turn the tap on as a retirement income stream, you're going to attain a tax-free income stream for the rest of your life based on current legislation. So that's it leading up to that second block of age 60. So now we want to talk about retirement. And when we talk about retirement, I certainly don't want to think of it as that period whereby you're sitting at home with uh, little or no purpose in your life, not being able to contribute and, and certainly feeling a sense of, of, of depression because you don't have the resources to do the things that you want to do. So it really is an important period in your life. It should be the wonder years, uh, those that area where you have that financial freedom, that period in your life where you don't have to worry about money because you have got enough and you have enough resources to be able to do all the things that you want to do that make you happy in your life. Uh, so for a lot of those clients that we're dealing with, uh, they're retiring at you know between 60 and 65. So it's a little bit before um, the, the standard retirement age, which is you know 67 if you want to get Centrelink. We certainly have clients who, who receive Centrelink, but the vast majority of our clients are independent retirees in that they do not rely on government handouts 
for any of their retirement income stream. And I can tell you now, the sense, the sense of self-worth and the, you know, the self-esteem that's derided by clients doing that makes a huge difference in, in your retirement years. There's many clients who look at uh, Centrelink or the age pension as their uh, as a God-given right because they've paid taxes over their years. Uh, we prefer to work with those clients who uh, think of that as a backup, as a social security. But if your asset base is in excess of the upper threshold of Centrelink, you really do need a hand uh, with those funds to make that money last because you are taking all the risk and you're taking all the obligations in regards to funding your own retirement. So for those people, uh, the important thing is there is meaning and purpose. And I, and I probably can't stress that enough. Uh, for those, for a lot of people, it's travel. Uh, we have some clients, uh, they have a, uh, a house in the Northern Territory. It's uh, it's what they want and they just love going fishing and hunting and doing all the things that they want to do while they're up there and they've done that every year for at least the last 15 odd years. We have some other clients who travel and stay in a villa in France every single year. A couple of those times they've uh, had first class tickets but they just love engaging, uh, utilising their language skills and immersing themselves in that community on a regular basis. Uh, we have another uh, local family and they and their children uh, are spread. And last year, they actually funded uh, for themselves, their children and all of their immediate grandchildren for a trip to New Zealand for a couple of weeks. And I can tell you now, after talking to them when they did that, the sense of worth and the memories that were uh, produced at this, at this stage was phenomenal. And there is no way in the world that you could take those memories away from them because, and irrespective of the cost, which they could still afford to do, but the, the value that it created for that family was phenomenal. So hopefully I've been able to highlight the different types of retirements that I guess we've been uh, made aware of, the new movement that's coming out. Um, but I really wanted to highlight, I guess, a managed money retirement, what that looks like. And it's about creating enough for you to do the things you want to do. And that's where we work best with clients, those families and business owners who really want to be able to maximize the value of that third block of retirement uh, so that they can enjoy themselves uh, create a sense of purpose and um, and contribution and meaning in their lives and also plan it so that their family can continue and create a legacy that lasts for generations. If any of this resonates with you, we'd love you to check out our website, evolutionfinancial.com.au. Uh, feel free to drop us a line. Uh, if you've got any questions, please jump on to the anchor.fm uh, and leave a message for us on managed money. We would love to be able to answer any questions that you may have. Uh, next episode, we're going to focus on the family office uh, unit, which is the way that we manage our clients uh, so that you're clearer on how a virtual family office manager uh, 
uh, is able to interact with your family to ensure that the legacy that you're creating is going to be sustainable and will last generations. So I really thank you for your time. Thanks again for the support. Uh, we've finally got confirmation from Apple Podcasts that we're on Apple Podcasts and it appears as though from our analytics that most people listen to the podcast on Apple. So thanks for that. Thanks for your support because we wouldn't have got on there if we didn't uh, get the support that we have. Uh, so until next time, uh, look after yourselves and I look forward to catching up with you soon. Cheers.